and cry. With me you'd be in sympathy if you only knew. And here's the reason why. Have you heard what that mean old judge has done to me? He told the jury not to let my man go free. There I stood with my heart so full of misery. He must die on the gallows that was the coast decree. I walked the floor till his pride was through. The church, he said, there's nothing you can do. He must die on the gallows by his neck beyond. He must pay with his life when that death trap is sprung. He refused folks to talk until it was too late. He gave his life to satisfy the state. When they pulled the black cap down over my daddy's face. Lord, I beg the sheriff to let me take his place. Now every day I seem to see that I try to hide my tears, but what's the use? Thirteen steps with his loving arms bound to his side. With a smile on his face, that's how my daddy died. Started it from A to Z I know what your jive is before you start Nobody loves jive, gonna break my heart I ain't gonna let nobody break my heart Gonna keep my heart like I got it from the start I ain't gonna let nobody love jive me Gonna keep myself from all jive misery Love my lovin', yes I'm brave But I won't be no love slave You love me, I love you You quit me, I quit you I ain't gonna be no toy for driver's art No, 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 nobody's gonna break my heart
nobody break my heart Gonna keep my heart like I got it from the start I ain't gonna let nobody love jive me Gonna keep myself from all jive and misery Love my loving, yes I'm brave But I won't be no love slave You love me, I love you You quit me, I quit you I ain't gonna be no toy for driver's art No, 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 nobody's gonna break my heart Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. You're listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. And uh, my name is John Clark and happy to be with you today. We're playing some music from the 1930s, late 1930s and 1940, featuring uh, kind of a blues revival. Uh, we'll be listening to a couple of singers who were known as classic blues singers, and they were um, African-American women who were making records during the 1920s, which was called the blues era. And uh, they uh, were remarkable during that period, uh, these African-American women, because they were really uh, showstoppers. They were the, the um, at the highest level of professionalism in American entertainment. And it's unusual in those days of extreme sexism, uh, not sure where we are with that today, but back then there was no, uh, no hiding it. They, uh, you know, women were, were second-class citizens in the entertainment industry, and very rarely were they given a chance to do anything but sing an occasional song or dance or whatever. But these classic blues singers were very formidable ladies. Uh, the classic blues era was begun in 1920 by Mamie Smith, who was a vaudeville cabaret singer, uh, not really a blues singer per se, but she recorded some of the first blues uh, put on record by African-American women. In fact, she was the first African-American woman singer to make a featured recording, and that was in uh, August of 1920. And the success of that record and how well it sold in African-American communities encouraged the recording company, OK Records at that time, to make more records and to start featuring African-American women singers on more blues. And after a few years, these uh, cabaret and novelty singers uh, gave way to what we would consider more traditional blues singers or more authentic blues singers, singers who came from the South who had uh, spent lots of time uh, doing apprenticeships in black vaudeville and tent shows and circuses, uh, largely in the Deep South. Sometimes, though, uh, they would make it to the North uh, to do theater engagements in Chicago or New York or Philadelphia, someplace like that. But these were women who were really very deeply invested in the blues. They had been born and raised in the South, and uh, they came up singing this type of material. Of course, we think of Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey uh, in the first breath of our discussion of classic blues singers. But the two we're going to hear today are Ida Cox and Trixie Smith. Now, the well-known singers like Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey and Clara Smith and a few others, uh, they saw their careers end by the early 1930s. Bessie Smith hung on until about 1934 or so, but uh, or 33, I guess, but their recording careers were essentially over uh, because of the Depression. Uh, even if they continued to tour, Bessie Smith still drew very good crowds until she was killed in an auto accident in 1937. But by the late 1930s, recording companies were beginning to look back into earlier styles of jazz. There were jazz books that were being published, articles were being written on New Orleans and earlier styles of jazz and jazz players. They went down into the rice paddies in, of New Orleans and found Bunk Johnson and brought him out to start recording again. And uh, some of the uh, jazz and, and blues aficionados and journalists and so forth started looking into some of these earlier blues singers, most of whom had never really retired, but they were uh, existing on the fringes of American popular entertainment. They were not part of the swing era. Uh, they were not jazz singers, but they were still singing in black entertainment venues or uh, in black shows or, or even still in tent shows and circuses. Ida Cox, the first singer we're going to listen to, was born in 1889 in Georgia, and she uh, grew up singing in church. She grew up doing vaudeville uh, turns, again, 
tent show circuses and all that, and she became quite a good entertainer. She married a piano player named Jesse Crump uh, in the 1910s, uh, and uh, they became a team for quite a while. He was her music director, and she began recording in 1923 for Paramount Records, and she recorded for several labels uh, and had several... Uh, hit records, such as they were in those days, uh, doing blues, one of which was called the Death Letter Blues, uh, and there were a number of other ones, Graveyard Blues. She uh, had an affinity for some of those darker types of uh, blues songs. She also headlined uh, several blues reviews and blues shows, uh, where she was, as I said, the headliner, but she also directed the shows. She ran uh, the bands, she ran the chorus girls, the comedians, the singers, and, you know, all of the attendant personnel in their tours in the South and everywhere else. And as I said, this is remarkable during this period that women were uh, in control of their careers to that degree. And Bessie Smith was another performer who was well known for her uh, abilities to, to run shows and, and, and present full uh, entertainment packages as well as sing on her own. Ida Cox's recording career kind of stalled out, as most of them did in the early 1930s, but she was fortunately still singing well by the late 30s when John Hammond, the jazz impresario and entrepreneur, started putting together his Spirituals to Swing concerts, which he always had in December, uh, and they tended to be around Christmas Eve, thereabouts. She, he originally, in the first one, 1937, was supposed to have had Bessie Smith, who, as I said, passed away as a result of a car accident. So, as a last-minute substitute, he got her niece, Ruby Smith, to come in and sing, and uh, Ruby Smith was, frankly, not a very good singer. Uh, so the next year, uh, or a couple of years later, I guess, he found Ida Cox and brought her into the fold to start singing uh, in the Spirituals to Swing concerts, which she did in December of 1939. Prior to that, uh, he brought her into the studios uh, of Vocalion and OK to do a fairly long recording session. Supposedly 10 tunes were recorded at that session, which was very unusual. Usually four was about the maximum. And it was unusual because they had to change studios in the middle. So they probably did a number in the morning and a number in the afternoon with a break in the middle or something because the piano player at the first session had to leave and was replaced by another piano player. So we just heard uh, some tunes that were actually from a later session. And I'm going to come back to those that earlier session in a little while and we'll hear the great playing by by James P. Johnson, who was the first pianist, and Fletcher Henderson on the second. But this one uh, recording session was in December of 1940, so about a year after her appearance at uh, Spirituals to Swing. Those first blues recordings from the year before had come out, and I suspect they weren't terribly uh, popular commercially, because this session that we're going to talk about now featured more swinging material and more supposedly up-to-date material. All of uh, which tunes were composed uh, in one way or another by Ida Cox, some with Jesse Crump, some with other people as well. So we heard Ida Cox and her all-star band, and the first two tunes we heard were the Last Mile Blues, all the notes of the CD suggest that the title might have been Last Smile Blues because of the last line of the lyrics. And then we went on to I Ain't Gonna Let Nobody Break My Heart, which featured some of the soloists as well as Ida Cox. And in this band, Ida Cox and her all-star band, we had Red Allen on trumpet, J.C. Higginbottom on trombone, Edmund Hall on clarinet, Cliff Jackson on piano, great stride pianist, Billy Taylor on bass, and Jimmy Hoskins on the drums. Uh, Red Allen, uh, J.C. Higginbottom, and Edmund Hall were kind of a, uh, an established front line. Uh, Red Allen had a band with the three of them uh, playing on 52nd Street, and they made a number of recordings. They had also recorded in other uh, context as well. Of course, Red Allen was well known as a New Orleans trumpet player who came north to play with the Louis Russell Band. He played uh, behind Louis Armstrong. He played with the Mills Blue Rhythm Band and then started leading his own groups as well. J.C. Higginbottom likewise was with Louis Russell and Louis Armstrong and went with a number of other groups. And Edmund Hall uh, had been playing with uh, Claude Hopkins Band, Frankie Newton, and then had uh, taken root on 52nd Street in various clubs playing in small jazz bands in the 19, late 1930s and 1940s. So we're going to hear two more tunes, the balance of this session. We're going to hear I Can't Quit My Man, 
and You've Got to Swing and Sway, and these will likewise feature some of short solos by the horn players and uh, some very fine singing by Ida Cox. Then we're going to go on to those earlier sessions I mentioned, the earlier session, from October 31st of 1939, and on these sides, her all-star band consisted of Hot Lips Page, the great Kansas City trumpeter, also J.C. Higginbottom and Edmund Hall are back again. James P. Johnson is on one track I'm going to play. Charlie Christian, the uh, great electric guitarist who was then playing with Benny Goodman, is on guitar. Artie Bernstein was Benny Goodman's bass player at the time. He was playing bass here. And Lionel Hampton playing drums. He was, of course, not uh, playing his characteristic instrument, vibraphone, but he was playing drums. So we're going to hear three tunes from these sessions. We're going to hear the Deep Sea Blues, which is from the early part of the session featuring James P. Johnson. And then two tunes from later on after James P. had to go on to something else, and he was replaced by Fletcher Henderson, the band leader on piano, who was also doing some time with Benny Goodman. He was playing with the Goodman Sextet and doing arrangements for him. So we can see the Goodman band must have been in town that day. All of these recordings were made in New York, by the way. And the two tunes we're going to hear from that session are the Pink Slip Blues and Take Him Off My Mind. So those are our tunes that are coming up right now, all featuring the great blues singing of Ida Cox. I Can't Quit My Man, You Got to Swing and Sway, Deep Sea Blues, Pink Slip Blues, and Take Him Off My Mind. I used to say I'd never see the day when a love crazy fool I'd be Used to stall them all Love to see them fall My men would just say things to me But when that superman came along He made me change my song I can't quit that man I can't quit that man Everything it takes to make me love him he's got Right from the start he put me on love spot I can't quit that man I can't quit that man His loving is delightful, delicious, so sweet his modernistic technique makes love complete. Now you understand why I can't quit that man. Thank you. 
sway, you gotta swing, swing, swing and sway. Dear a cutting jitterbug today. You gotta swing with all your might, you gotta step with the light. Dear a cutter, you got to cut just right. When they play swing music, sweet, put hot rhythm in your feet. Oh, you go to town like a hound, you gotta act just like a clown. Be a rug cutter, you got to swing that thing.
dark clouds overhead Blues hanging round my bed Happiness have passed me by Trouble is all I see Delta with a storm and rain I've left my poor heart in pain But I'll never be the same Until I find my man Storms may come and storms may go I'll keep searching shore to shore Cry till I can't cry no more I'll keep searching for my man Tides may rise and tides may fall That won't mean a thing at all Though they're deep as I am tall I'll keep searching for my man Someday I know the lock and dam will understand that I'm just a lonesome gal and will give me back my man. Lord, I'm down on my knees. Give me back my good man, please. My poor heart won't be at ease Until I find my man
starts at my forehead and goes clean on down to my toes. Oh, how I've suffered, Gypsy. Nobody but the good Lord knows. Just fix him for me, Gypsy. Lay your money on the line. Just fix him for me, Gypsy. I'll lay your money on the line. So there we have Ida Cox in the Indian summer, I guess you'd have to call it, of her career. Uh, she uh, managed to parlay those uh, those uh, Spirituals to Swing concerts and the recording dates we've just heard into some gigs in Greenwich Village and on 52nd Street. And she uh, was singing quite a bit in New York during the war years, but unfortunately she had a stroke in 1945, which curtailed her playing considerably. Although she did come out of retirement in about 1960-61 to make some further recording dates for uh, Prestige, I believe it was, or maybe it was Riverside, doing some of the um, reunions of some of the early blues singers like Ida Cox and Alberta Hunter, Victoria Spivey, people like that. Uh, she passed away in 1967, but uh, she left a very long recorded legacy, and a significant number of the tunes that she recorded, especially in her heyday, were tunes that she had composed. And she and Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey were uh, probably in the minority of blues singers who were uh, able to or allowed to do that. So we have a pretty good uh, picture of her as a composer as well as a performer. So we heard, I can't quit that man, and you've got to swing and sway. And uh, those, as I said, were from the 1940 date. We heard some very good trombone playing. On the first title, J.C. Higginbottom actually sounds a little more like Lawrence Brown, Ellington's trombone player, very smooth. On the second one, he was a little more characteristic. We heard some Edmund Hall clarinet and even a little bit of Red Allen uh, trumpet in there as well. Then we went to three tunes from the earlier session, and I believe I announced them out of order, but the order that I played them in was the Pink Slip Blues, which talked about uh, the Works Progress Administration and the uh, WPA jobs that uh, allowed uh, many, many people during the Depression to essentially stay alive and uh, what happened when those jobs came to an end. And that was from 1939, very apropos at that point. And we heard some Charlie Christian guitar in there, sort of in the background in a few places, as well as some of the horns doing backup work and some very nice uh, muted playing by Hot Lips Page as well. Then we heard the tune that, as I said, featured James B. Johnson, the Deep Sea Blues. And again, all of these were composed, uh, with one exception, by uh, Ida Cox. Porter Granger, the piano player, composed the Pink Slip Blues. Then we went, actually, to one more Porter Granger tune I spoke too soon. This is Take Him Off My Mind, and this is from that session that... Uh, had Fletcher Henderson on piano, along with Hot Lips Page, J.C. Higginbottom, and Edmund Hall, Charlie Christian, Artie Bernstein, and Lionel Hampton. So, some very uh, compelling um, blends of swing and, I guess you'd have to say, New Orleans jazz and classic blues as well. Truly, they all sort of came from the same source at one point or another. So now we're going to move to another classic blues singer, Trixie Smith, and... Uh, Trixie Smith was a, a one of the many, many singers who began uh, doing fairly high-profile gigs in African-American um, entertainment circles uh, in the wake of the classic blues era and the beginnings by Mamie Smith. She was a little bit more, Trixie Smith was, uh, of a classic blues singer, a traditional blues singer, I guess we'd have to say. She was born in Atlanta sometime between 1885 and 1895, not sure when. Um, and she began singing in the, on the vaudeville stage, as most of those singers did, as I said, and made her way to New York uh, by the early 1920s. In fact, she started recording in 1922. Uh, she was one of the first, I guess we would have to call, traditional blues singers or authentic blues singers to begin recording. Her recording uh, career predated Bessie Smith's by several months. 
And uh, she had a, a series of, of pretty successful recordings on Black Swan Records, including My Man Rocks Me with One Steady Roll and some other ones as well. The um, song that we're going to begin with, uh, not from the 1920s, but the remake, is called Trixie's Blues. And that's a song that apparently she won a prize for. There was a blues singing contest in New York in... Um, 1922, or late 1922, I think, and the prize was that uh, the winner would get to record the song with the accompaniment, I believe, of James P. Johnson. And uh, so Trixie Smith did win with the Trixie Blues, and she did end up recording that. So she went through the 1920s making recordings now and then. She had a fairly active recording career, and then she uh, went into uh, doing Broadway shows and black uh, vaudeville shows and actually uh, did quite a few films in the 1930s, uh, several all-black films uh, directed by Oscar Michaud, uh, but also some, I think, a couple of mainstream films as well. And so uh, by 1937 or 38, she was known uh, pretty well as an actress as well as a singer. In fact, I'd mentioned that uh, Bessie Smith was supposed to have sung in the Spiritualist to Swing concert of 1937. It ended up being her niece, Ruby Smith, and Ida Cox sang in the one of 1939. Well, Trixie Smith sang in the one in 1938. And that probably directly uh, led to this recording date that we're going to be hearing coming up right now. This is an interesting date that was made for um, Vocalion. Actually, not Vocalion, I beg your pardon, for Decca Records. And it was a long recording date that involved a number of musicians and several singers and uh, produced about uh, 10 or 11 songs. The Trixie Smith portion uh, was accompanied by a, a band including Charlie Shavers on trumpet. He was sort of a house trumpet player for Decca Records at the time. He was recording with the John Kirby Sextet and playing with them. Sidney Bechet was playing clarinet and soprano sax, Sammy Price on piano, Teddy Bunn on guitar, Richard Fulbright on bass, and O'Neill Spencer on drums. That band uh, accompanied both Trixie Smith and the other act that recorded that, that day, Grant and Wilson, a vaudeville duo that we'll talk about after our next uh, set. So the tunes we're going to hear right now featuring Trixie Smith are Trixie's Blues, a remake, and this is from May 26th of 1938, all of these recordings in fact, all done in New York. And then we're going to go to He May Be Your Man, But He Comes to See Me Sometime. And that tune, uh, Trixie Blues, of course, was done by Trixie Smith, composed by Trixie Smith. He May Be Your Man was composed by Perry Bradford and Lem Fowler, who was a piano player active in the black uh, music scene in New York during the 1920s. So we'll follow that up uh, with a tune, an unusual tune called My Unusual Man. Another tune by uh, Porter Granger. We talked about Porter Granger writing those two tunes for Ida Cox. He was a very prolific songwriter. He was also a, a reasonably good pianist who was Bessie Smith's accompanist for a little while. And then we're going to hear a tune called Uncle Joe, uh, which is going to feature the vaudeville duo of uh, Grant and Wilson. And uh, it's Leola B. Wilson and Kid Wesley Wilson. And we'll talk about um, that group when we, or those two when we come back. So those are our four tunes right now. Trixie's Blues, He May Be Your Man, But He Comes to See Me Sometimes, Unusual Man, and Uncle Joe. Mama, where you stay? 
scallions on the farm. If I look him in the eye, I'm just seducted by his charms. When I do, I hope to die. I wanna fall into his arms. He's my unusual man. Now when he calls me to his parlor, I'm as helpless as a fly. I just can't resist a follow. Tell the truth, I never try. When I want him, I request it. When he wants me, he commands. But the way he does it to me, I'm accepted his demand. Now he's no hell in elocution, but there's feelings in his voice. If there is a hard solution, he can quickly make a choice. Now we're ahead of any questions. He is standing at the back. At a very mere suggestion, he is ready, quick as that. Oh, he has a technique no other man At night and day, he's all set. No disappointments are ever my love. At least there's never been yet. Now he's used to getting what he wants. He's not the type to beg. And the kind who gets results if he has got to break a leg. He'd die with humiliation if he ever laid an egg. He's my unusual man. Hear me screaming. He's my unusual man. some fine Trixie Smith. She was a, a very good singer. Uh, she had an unusual voice, but she had an excellent delivery, and clearly she was a, a real pro. And uh, backed by this band, those recordings came out very well. The Trixie Blues, followed by He May Be Your Man, But He Comes to See Me Sometimes, and we ended up her portion of the program with My Unusual Man. And uh, those featured the playing of Charlie Shavers on trumpet, Sidney Bechet, all on clarinet so far, Sammy Price on piano, Teddy Bunn on guitar, we heard a little Teddy Bunn solo in there too, Richard Fulbright on uh, bass, and O'Neill Spencer on drums. And uh, that was Trixie Smith and her band, I suppose. 
So then we went to a very well-known, well-traveled, and at the time anyway, successful vaudeville duo named Grant and Wilson. And it was a husband and wife team. And uh, it was Leola Wilson and uh, Kid Wesley Wilson. Wesley Wilson was a piano player. In fact, we featured him on a radio show a while back, uh, the Sidney Bechet and Mez Mesro sides, which featured him playing piano on one session. And... Uh, his wife singing on at least one number. In fact, the number she sang is I Am a Woman, which was titled something different there, but it's uh, the same tune that they recorded on this session. I chose not to play that because we heard it elsewhere. So this group, uh, duo was uh, pretty successful in the black vaudeville circuits in the late 1910s and 20s. Leola uh, Wilson, who uh, was born Leola B. Henton, um, was born in Birmingham, Alabama in 1893, and her husband Wesley Wilson was born in 1893 as well. And they met and married uh, about 1920, thereabouts, and they started touring together. They did some uh, things apart from each other as well. They even appeared in some films, including The Emperor Jones that starred Paul Robeson. So these uh, vaudeville duos, these black uh, husband and wife duos, were, were really staples on the... Uh, Tent Show and, and, and Vaudeville Circuit uh, during the 1920s and 30s. Butterbeans and Susie was an even better known example, and, and they toured together up through the late 1960s, I believe. Uh, Wesley Wilson passed away in 1958, and uh, his wife, who went by the stage name of Coot Grant, hence the uh, uh, name Grant and Wilson, uh, continued to perform, and she ended up passing away in 1970, so she had a very long life. And most of the tunes that they were best known for, including the ones we're hearing today, were composed by one or both of them. Uh, Wesley Wilson was a pretty prolific songwriter. He composed the four tunes that Bessie Smith recorded on her last uh, recording session in 1933, including Give Me a Pigfoot and a Bottle of Beer. So we just heard Uncle Joe, which was kind of a comedy number, um, came out of, I think, the, uh, the black folk tradition. Uh, Uncle Bud was another classic character, and sometimes those songs became quite salacious, shall we say. This one was pretty, pretty innocent, for the most part, anyway. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they had verses that could have gone on ad infinitum if they were doing a, a club date or, or a, um, a stage show or something like that. So we're going to hear two more tunes to finish out our program today. Once again, you're listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. You're listening to WETF, South Bend, Indiana, The Jazz Station. hope you're enjoying the program. If you'd like to uh, get in touch with me and send me any other ideas for programs, check me out on social media. My band's name is The Wolverine Jazz Band, wolverinejazzband.com, and Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. Also check out the Jazz Focus podcast, which is on anchor.fm and Spotify and many others as well. So the two tunes we're going to finish up with, featuring the same band backing Grant and Wilson, are Tutit Brother Armstrong, an unusual tune, sort of referencing Louis Armstrong, even though it doesn't cite him by name other than Brother Armstrong, but it does feature Charlie Shavers playing trumpet, so we'll take our, our chances with that as being the, the intent of that song. And we're going to finish up with a tune called Blue Monday on Sugar Hill. And again, both of these by uh, Grant and Wilson. So I hope you've enjoyed the program and our sort of blues revival, uh, our first blues revival from the late 1930s, 1938, 1939, and 40. The music of Grant and Wilson, Trixie Smith, and Ida Cox. So hope you enjoy these programs and hope you join us again next week.
sunnit you got I know it's solid gold And you sure got it under your control Judy Trevon's song You can rock my soul Up their mind. How could anyone ever be 